broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Yep, it's Halloween. I am an apocalyptic survivor. I just wanted to show everybody my Halloween costume, but uh, pretty good there. I hope everybody is doing well tonight. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We are an hour and a half early tonight, but uh, that's because it's trick-or-treat. It's Halloween. i got to take my kids out trick-or-treating. So, um, Anyways, if you're new here to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, this is where we do the unfolding global conspiracy and tell you what's happening within the narrative uh, of the world and show you the evidence that it is actually happening. And uh, what, what, what what is actually happening well, well, you know what? There is a conspiracy unfolding. And every day it's getting more and more funny and interesting and scary and crazy. Um, yeah, it, this is my co-host, Vince Tagliavia, right over here. Oh, sorry, over here. What's up, Vince? How we doing? Dude, we're going to talk about some stuff tonight. I, everybody knows we're we're going to talk about Paul Pelosi and his uh, his gay prostitute lover. Um, we're <laughs> going to talk about Elon Musk and Twitter. We're going to talk about the stolen election in Brazil, Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro, and this is that's actually really important. And I want to show everybody um, this connection and why that Bolsonaro is probably not going to accept this. Hold on, Vince. No volume on you for some reason. Hmm. I'm trying to think real quick. I'm trying to think on the fly. One second. Hmm. Nothing changed, so hold on. All right, now go ahead, Vince. Hey, testing, testing. One, two, five, 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 five. There we go. Now you're good. All right. Now Vince should sound good. Hey, everybody. Can you guys hear Vince now? Let me see those five fives or one thumbs, one thumbs. Yeah, if you could hear me hit those pills. There we go. Plus okay, size. we're good. <laughs> All right. All right. Like I told you, I think uh, OBS updated here for some reason. So oh, kind of weird. Goodness. All right. But yeah, we're talking about the unfolding global conspiracy. We're talking about communism coming to America or to one of my fans out there who thinks I'm an idiot. Socialism. With this, which they have no idea what it means, even though they say they do. Um, someone in the Twitter verse, don't worry. Oh, uh, I got criticized today for mentioning Halloween. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> who cares? <sorry." laughs> well, you know, it, it's interesting, too, because, like, um, you know, Marxist socialism is is a economic and social or economic and political ideology, right? Yeah. And I said, uh, socialists are just people who fail at capitalism. Ooh. Right? Well, Think about your modern-day socialist. They are people that want everything given to them. They are people that want, you know, I want free health care. I want my college and education free. Um, I shouldn't have to pay that because, right, entitlement, all this stuff. Yeah, it, it's they're socializing, and then they're blaming it on... Uh, <laughs> capitalism uh, capitalism yeah, yeah. You're right and, and you know think about it in the sense that you know 
these these modern day socialists just suck at capitalism. They don't want to work for what they have. Yeah, they're all about that instant instant gratification trap. Well, not even yeah, instant gratification and participation trophies. But um, today is Halloween, All Hallows Eve, um, and. You know, I, I typically go into the history of this. Typically, we do this on a Friday night. I know you guys had a show on Friday night, which you covered a lot of this stuff. But um, definitely not a satanic holiday. I, I can tell everybody that. All Hallows Eve is actually more, if anything, aligned with a Christian um, type of celebration. Representing the, uh, the what, what is it? It's the um, gratitude and thankfulness to the dead. To the dead and to the saints. Yep. And then before that, it was... Um... Celtic. Right. Right. And I, then I saw someone, I think it was Jack Paso posting about uh, <clears throat> how Christmas and Easter are actually Christian holidays as well. And I, and, and I was like, he's like referencing a book and stuff. I'm like, no, no, actually not. Sorry, but good try. But, but their modern day is modern day Easter and Christmas, Christmas are kind of like that, but they have this overlay of, of uh, paganistic uh, variations that are put into, it, especially the symbology. Yeah, but definitely a really interesting topic to dive dive into. And yep. uh, I think we have on several occasions. Every time the holidays come around, we're like, "Where did this holiday come from? What's going on? What's the symbology? Has it been perverted and flipped? What's happening?" Well, that and that's mostly the truth is that they've been uh, monetized. Holidays have been monetized. Yeah, I mean, and one thing. I was thinking because somebody commented and that's okay. If somebody believes it's satanic, um, we all believe things and we all grow and that's fine. And, you know, but to the best of my knowledge, as you said, it's not. But one thing that came to my mind is, is maybe just your intention is what would make it satanic or not. Maybe it is satanic to some people. Well, I um, think it's the ghosts and the ghouls and the witches and the vampires that make, give everybody that perspective. Um, and I can understand that wholly because that's never what Halloween or All, Hall All Hallows Eve was meant to be celebrated like. Mm -hmm. uh, but in modern day commercialization and monetization of holidays, that's what you get. And it used to be just ghosts, ghouls, vampires, and witches, and werewolves. And now it's like Jimmy Carter and Richard Nixon. And, and diabetes. You know, yeah, and, and diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's definitely an interesting time to be alive. We're uh, about 10 days, less than 10 days away from the midterm elections. Um, as of right now, it does look like it's going to happen. If Brazil is any indication of this, um, we're about to see a shitstorm. And by the way, we have footage of, um, and we haven't confirmed that this is actually happening because of Bolsonaro, but apparently Bolsonaro supporters are being killed in the streets by um, um, the progressive left in brazil slaughtered so sad dude this i saw your tweet and it's yeah. just devastating well it is and you know here's the thing is that was a coup mm -hmm. that was a western coup in brazil that's exactly what that was and here's the problem brazil is one of the BRICS nations okay they are yeah. allied with china and russia in, in in the economic perspective. They're not going to allow that. I, I'm telling you, well, I don't know if Bolsonaro has come out and said anything yet, but I don't did. think he's going to give up power. Hmm. 
maybe. Xi came out and said he looks forward to working with them. Mm. And I'm like, ooh, what does he actually mean by that? You know, like, you better work with me or else. Well, this this dude is a radical leftist, socialist. I mean, hardcore Marxist. And this is, uh, I, I have a feeling the people of Brazil are going to stand up, step up, rise up, and say, uh-uh. So we'll, we'll see. Um, you, you know, one thing on everybody's mind right now is the economy. We saw the market tumbling. We're seeing cryptocurrencies go up. There's yeah. reasons for all of this. If you're interested in why cryptos are going up, the market's going down. We talked about it yesterday in our Crypto Mastermind. But the markets definitely are going down right now. In two days, we have the Fed meeting, the FOMC, uh, Federal Reserve meeting that raise interest rates. Yeah. And uh, one thing that I'm keeping my heartbeat on is this. The economic collapse is now imminent. Mortgage demand has bottomed out as rents also begin to slow. Um, not a good sign. And another sign of pending economic calamity across the nation, Joe Biden and his fellow Democrats continue to run the country into the ground. The Federal Reserve's massive right hikes being imposed to slow inflation are starting to take a heavy toll. According to the most recent data, demand for new mortgages is down nearly 50% from a year ago, and rent increases are slowly dramatically as well signaling the consumers are nearly their breaking point currently average mortgage rates are hovering above seven percent when we started in 2022 with rates around three percent so that's more than 50 percent increase to put it in perspective four hundred thousand dollar house bought at 3.25 percent interest rate earlier this year would have had a mortgage payment around 1750 but the same house would cost nearly twenty eight hundred dollars a month now with a 7.5 percent interest rate an increase of over a thousand dollars Interest rates are so high that there's less than 150,000 borrowers who would benefit from refinancing out of the millions of homeowners in the country. And I know this, I'm in the process of you know selling my house and doing all this stuff right now too. So this is not good. Um, on top of that is we have the diesel crisis that is pending as well. So we have a, an attack on energy in the United States of America. You know, it, it's interesting too because it's because of Donald Trump that we're not Europe right now in the sense of energy. Yeah. yeah, I do think that some events that could have happened were put off and thwarted. Absolutely. And it's because of the years of Donald Trump, the, uh, the development of the energy infrastructure in this country, energy independence, is the reason why we do not have the situation in Europe occurring here right now Yet. with the dependency on foreign oil. But although we are, we, we are in that part, right? We're getting we're coming there. to it. Yeah. Uh, the oil industry has no choice. This is from uh, the illegitimate belligerent occupation of the White House President Joe Biden, uh, the president of his own little world of dementia. The oil industry has no choice. Either invest in America by lowering prices for consumers at the pump and increasing production and refining capacity, or pay a higher tax on your excess profits and face other restrictions. Okay, so if you've watched the narrative unfold this last week in Twitterverse, what you'll see is all the progressive left coming out and blaming corporate profits for inflation. Well, you know they've had record profits this year in the oil industry. Well, yeah, and that's what they're saying. Is oh, look at all these record profits. This is what caused inflation. They're so greedy. What? So this came out to the point where Joe Biden came out and said, five, gas was $5 when my administration took over, and now it's at 339 And guess what? Twitter 
fact-checked him. That was so awesome. Twitter fact-checked Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. But what he's saying here with this this thing right here, the oil industry has a choice. Either invest in America by lowering prices for consumers at the pump and increasing production and refining capacity, or pay higher tax on the excess profits. So think about it like this. If the cost of production per gallon is a $2, right? Okay. Is right now with inflation, raw materials, all this is $2. That's after, that's at the gas station, okay? The oil company that send it there has to make a profit. The transportation company has to make a profit. The, the raw materials company has to make a profit. And then you the know, people at the gas stations have to make a profit. And right? I, That's, asked, I asked a friend of mine who works for a gas station, managed one by my old house. And this is when gas was at its peak. I said, how much are you guys making per gallon? It's like, I don't know, like 10 cents, 20 cents. Yeah, they don't make much. It's a very low profit margin. Um, so what Joe Biden's saying here is that these oil production companies have to either lower their prices for consumers at the pump by increasing production and refining capacity, which he canceled through 17 executive orders his first day in office, right? Oh and they've God. released a whole, like 500 new leases, but the leases were not um, known leases of discovery, which had the, the, the massive plots of refining on them, especially offshore drilling, which um, Donald Trump did. So basically, they're playing this game with them. On the second, he says, or pay high taxes on your excess profits. You know what's going to happen if they have to pay higher Extra. taxes on excess profits? What's an excess profit? You mean profit? Well, I, I guess. I mean, <laughs> we're going to talk about this word. tonight. Yeah, That's but a made-up word. Sorry. This, this is what's happening. Is yeah. the government is taking over the corporations. Mm-hmm. Communism's here. It, it is. It is. And so Joe Biden's going to come out there and determine what excess profits are and say, hey, look, you guys are, you know, limited the the 3% returns and anything over that we're taking. But he, when he says higher tax on your excess profits, what he you have to understand what that does to the market. That jacks up gas prices. Because if they say, okay, well, if we need to give our investors a 5% return year after year with a 3% growth rate, and you're going to tax us on 2% of that 5% more excess, okay, then we have to increase prices to make up for it. Yeah. I mean, these companies aren't stupid. These companies ha- know how to make money. And look, the fact that they're making money right now, great. That's what a business is there for, is to make money, is to make profit. Right? I'm not sitting here bitching and complaining that oil companies are making money. People need gas and oil. And one of the reasons they're making more profit is because people are stocking up on gas and oil because they know there's an energy shortage happening. Yeah, keeping their tank full. That's right. Keeping their tank always full, buying excess gas. Yeah. Man. <clears throat> so, yep, communism is here. Communo fascism, right? Communo fascism, the Chinese model. Um, Elon Musk last week took over control of Twitter. We've already talked about this a little bit. Uh, Twitter is planning to start charging $20 per month for verification. Let me ask you this. Would you pay $4.99 a week to get a blue check mark on your Twitter account? No, not right now. If I had, Uh, if I had, um, if I had a positive cash flow through Twitter, I would, if I had a little bit more followers. There you go. 
And see, that's where that benefit comes about. And yeah. And, and then I guess this is kind of the same question. Would you advertise on Twitter if you knew you'd get your value for your dollar? So probably yes, would. I would. I absolutely would. I would advertise on Twitter. And if I had over 5,000 followers, which I have 400 right now, um, if I had over, and I only have 400 because my accounts have been deleted, but if they give me back my other account, I would pay 20 bucks a month for, for that yeah. easy. Oh yeah. So absolutely. And, and that will take, that'll be a huge increase in revenue for Twitter and, mm -hmm. um, things are shifting. Things are going to be shifting for them as far as revenue goes. So this could be a move, something or something along these lines that they do go for. Right. Um, there's also so much more here with Twitter, and we're about oh to unravel gosh. this a little bit. Let me get this in for a second. I want to talk about that. This is a lot of tweets funny. happened, and it's been so entertaining. <laughs> it actually I'm, has. I've been so glued to my phone, it's been sad. Uh, there's a few tweets I wanted to talk about. We'll go through my Twitter board here in a second. But uh, I wanted to... Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? There it is. Okay. So Musk, Elon Musk has fired um, executives of Twitter, previous uh, CEO Parag, CFO Ned Siegel, um, and legal uh, Vijay Gotti. Okay. Easy, yeah. As he fired the executive for cause, meaning it did, uh, he did it because he alleged he had justification. So apparently he's not going to pay them out. He, mm -hmm. he came out and said, this isn't true. But this is the report that he's not going to pay them out on their pensions or their um, stock prices because they had wrongdoing yes. in running the company. Either way, I guess the allegation made against him was that he's trying to fire everyone before next month when they would be paid out certain things. But I think Elon Musk, I think either way, wouldn't have to pay them out. Well, uh, did you hear about the, the whole data engineering team that got fired? Yes. Okay. So two guys... We're standing outside. Yes. One of them looks like the senior, like one of the senior uh, um, guys at Twitter for engineering. And they're standing outside with boxes and the news comes up and starts interviewing them. It's like, yeah, Elon just mm -hmm. laid off the whole engineering team. Dude, it was yeah. a joke. I know. I Dude, know. They, they didn't even work for Twitter. <laughs> and their names were something Johnson and yeah. something Ligma. Yeah, Ligma Johnson. <laughs> and then Elon tweeted that. Yeah. He said, uh, well, I think about, Elon put him up to it. Maybe dude. And the fake news gobbled it up. When I first heard that story of the, I watched the interview of the Ligma guy who yep. claimed his last name was Ligma. And they're asking him, what's your name? And he did a great actor, by the way. He said something Ligma. Oh, can you spell that? L-I-G-M-A, L-I-G-M-A. He spelled it like 17 times for all these reporters. And I was like, his last name's Ligma. You're kidding me. It can't did you hear the one dude, the Johnson dude? He goes, my, 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 my husband, my, my, my husband and my boyfriend are going to be so disappointed in me. <laughs> How am I going to pay for my Tesla? And the news were yeah. reporting that one actually had yeah. a Tesla. Dude. Yeah. He doesn't know it, to pay for his Tesla. Dude, Elon is an epic troll. Oh, yeah. And he, I think he set that up because he wanted to put out that there's a lot of bullshit information coming out right now. And yes. here you go. You know, feed feed it, feed the fake news, this and he's showing how is. bullshit the news is. But one of the reasons why these executives might not get their pensions is because of this. So 
This is leaked emails and documents show the collaboration between the Department of Homeland Security and the private sector. Twitter's VJJ Gotti, fired by Elon Musk last week, met monthly with the Department of Homeland Security to discuss censorship plans. Microsoft executive texted the DHS platforms. Uh, platforms have got to get comfortable with government. Um, there is a ton of emails. This is a long thread. Um, earlier this year, the DHS w- launched a disinformation governance board, which later shuttered following criticism. But the same agenda lives on in the DHS subagency CISA, which argues disinfo is a threat to the American critical infrastructure. Um, this is so freaking huge. I can't even explain it. So this comes about with uh, Louisiana, Missouri's attorney general suing the federal government. Okay. Okay. Joe Biden, Fauci, and everybody like that for disinformation. Right? Right. Okay. So what we're finding out is prior to the 2020 election. Okay. um, The Department of Homeland Security and the FBI worked with Facebook, Twitter, and other social media giants. Not, not just like said, hey, if you get some inf- disinformation, kind of like just censor it. No, no, no. They met with them. Mm-hmm. They gave them guidelines and said they reviewed information for them. The government, the federal government reviewed information and said, ah, this is disinformation. You need to remove this. And you need to delete that person's profile. That is an egregious violation of the United States Constitution of the First Amendment. Those people who did that need to be arrested and fired, okay? Yeah. Those corporations who went with that, oh, they're going to get sued like a mother effort by people like me and you who were censored, okay? That's a direct violation of our First Amendment rights. And I was talking about this last week when I said that they're, they're, they're making disinformation or misinformation, whatever they declare to be misinformation or disinformation, a crime. Where's the freaking law? Right? They're investigating this right now. Like they have yeah. DHS and FBI investigating disinformation and misinformation with the elections. Okay. Show me the law. Show me that's what it's and how it's outside of the First Amendment. And so what we find out is they're working with the tech companies to censor us. And it was all on the right. Almost nobody on the left. It's all the right. on the right. What's that? Yeah. They censored the right is what you mean. Yep. And so this is, this is massive. And hopefully this uh, breaks even more before the midterms, because that is definitely going to be in our favor. Um, Mendiant, a cybersecurity and intelligence organization that works with both government and the public sector reveals China is working to undermine the midterm elections. And I said, I wonder which party they're working for. You remember a few months ago, I talked about this in the sense of China. And I said that China does not want American first candidates to come in. They can't. See, American first, America first candidates come in. China's whole goal of Taiwan is over. Okay. Mm -hmm. Their economy is over. Donald Trump will most likely be coming back. If Donald Trump comes back, sanctions come back. Their economy fails. Right. It's just they'd rather have Joe Biden in there, even though he's kind of like a middleman between the Western globalized new world order. And uh, he's still corrupted by China. I mean, they still got him on the payroll. It's a better solution for them than the Republicans. It might be. 
But I think it's kind of a lose-lose situation. Maybe you're right, though. Maybe it would be better for the left to be in charge for them. But it's hard for me to kind of grasp that, well, honestly. It, it, it's, it's, it's easy to understand if you look at it in the perspective that Hunter Biden is bought and sold by China. Yeah. That Joe Biden is bought and owned by China. True. And they don't want the left to lose power in the United States because they can still manipulate the United States to varying degrees. This is why, I mean, they they want that to happen. They they know that if Joe Biden's in power, when they invade Taiwan, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. This is uh, Rick Wilson on uh, MSNBC. Let's listen to what he has to say, and I'll comment on it. Oh, there's no audio. Of course there's not. One second. Oh, I could hear it. Oh. No, they can't hear it. Yeah. One second, Vince. And the donor class can't just sit back on the sidelines and say, oh, well, don't worry, this will all work itself out. They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. And that's... What did he just say? We're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. Can they say that? Oh That's what I said. I said, this is uh, not good. So you know what I said to that? No. What? I guess we need to give Nancy Nancy uh, Pelosi the hammer this year during the elections. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. If they're going to give Donald Trump the bullet, we need to give Nancy the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> she already has some hammers. Yep. Gavels. And more articles on this leaked documents outline VHS's plan to police disinformation. Uh, Doc show Facebook, Twitter closely collaborating with the Department of Homeland Security, FBI, to uh, to police disinfo plan to expand censorship on topics like withdrawal from Afghanistan, origins of COVID, info that in- undermines trust in financial institutions. Um, this is massive, dude. Leaked documents reveal shocking extent of DHS disinfo collusion with Twitter and Facebook. You know, and we knew Mark Zuckerberg had came out on the Joe Rogan podcast. Like, right here. Let's let's listen to this. Oh, I got to change the audio over one second. There's a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New York Post. Yeah, we have that too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, uh, some some folks on our team. It was like, hey, um, just so you know, like, you should be on high alert. There was the, – we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of, of – um, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So – our protocol is different from Twitter's. What Twitter did is they said, you can't share this at all. Um, we didn't do that. What, what we do is we have, um, if something is reported to us as potentially um, mis- Okay, so there you have it right there. Mark Zuckerberg admitting that they were colluding with the FBI, which yeah. with what he just said right there alone is illegal. The FBI cannot do that. The government cannot infringe on any First Amendment protected activity. Yeah, and it's really interesting that he came out and said that. I think he realized it after the fact that, oops. Did he just get too comfortable? That's unbelievable. 
I think I think he just messed up. I just think he's not very good at what he does. Man, he's stupid then. So uh, this is one of the posts that Donald Trump retruthed this weekend. Are those fireworks, Jill? It's World War Three, Joe. You did that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Donald Trump also reposted where we go when we go all the storm is coming. Uh, it was really interesting to see his barrage of tweets. Um, he's still posting. He's just blowing it up on True Social. Yeah. And you'll see the one here in a second. Boom. There's this one that he reposted. That's from a Q post. Um, the storm is coming right there. Where we go to one, we go all number 17. Q, hmm. the storm is coming. Donald Trump retruthed it. So, you know, I, I posted this on my, my uh, Telegram in response to that. And I said, if the storm is coming, we're in a fucking drought. Hurry the hell up and make it rain. Like, seriously. This is getting to the point where you can you can keep on telling us it's coming, but we're not seeing much, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, we are. We are seeing stuff. But if Donald Trump is going to make moves, make moves. But I think, I think, dude, three days before the election, the moves are going to be made. I'm telling you. I just got a feeling. Yeah. Man. The sheer number of things happening is phenomenal. Yep. Although things aren't where we want them to be still. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this next story is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, over 151 people died in a matter of a few hours in Seoul, Korea. Over 80 were injured. Thousands have been reported missing, and most of those killed or injured were under 30 years of age. An estimated 100,000 people were celebrating Halloween in um, Itaewon. Um, and this was what got me. The reports were coming out, and this was confirmed. Yeah. That dozens of people all went into cardiac arrest at the same time. Yes. I saw it breaking with that, and I think I remember it saying 50 people have sudden cardiac arrest at this event. And then it unfolded from there, and I was like. Now, I'm not denying that there was a stampede. Not denying. I've seen the videos of the stampede. I, I get that, okay? Yeah. But when you have 50 people. All go into cardiac arrest at the same time. Okay? Does anybody know any other stampede? And by the way, there's been much larger stampedes. Okay? Any stampede in history. And that's what I did this weekend. I went through tons of these reports on stampedes. Oh, okay? wow. Good idea. There's been stampedes with millions of people. Okay? Not one report of a heart attack. Everybody dies of basically blunt force trauma getting stepped on and crushed or asphyxiation can't breathe. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Very, 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 very improbable that they all die of heart attacks. Now, here's my theory. The only other time that we've seen a stampede and heart attacks be related was the Travis Scott concert. But the problem is, is that the people dying of heart attacks died hours after the stampede. They can, they can skew their timeline as much as they want. We watched this live. We saw the stampede. The reports come out of the stampede. And then it was an hour later that people were releasing the images of people inside the concert. The stampede happened at the gates of the concert. People inside the concert dancing were the ones dying of the heart attacks. Randomly. Anyways. Yeah. This is my thought. 
I believe that these people in that crowd, okay, probably had um, undiagnosed myocarditis from the vaccine. And the overstress of the event produced heart attacks. You see what I'm saying? It could be a number of things. Overstress from the event and just raised heart rate and this kind of thing, which seems to be right. common among people with myocarditis into having heart attacks and cardiac arrest. Also, what do you have at festivals? Drugs and these kinds of things. So maybe it well, was a compound. There's a possible, there's multiple possible theories. But what I'm what I'm speculating right now is that how many athletes have we had die after getting the jab? Hundreds or thousands, tens of yeah, thousands, thousands I don't know. right? We know of thousands, but probably hundreds of thousands. Everything from high school athletes, whatever. They always die where? At practice or in yeah. game. Okay? Physical exertion is occurring. Stress, hormones are increasing. Testosterone is increasing. Adrenaline's increasing. So it's my thought. That these people who died of sudden cardiac arrest, the event happened, their adrenaline spiked, they have an inflamed heart with myocarditis, and they go into cardiac arrest. And then what happens after one or two people go into cardiac arrest? There's a chain reaction and people there start panicking. Yep. Or this could be 5G weaponization. Very well could be. Yeah. Um, but then I would see that more people probably would have been targeted. Right? But, I, I mean, know. that's a lot of people still. Yeah, um, but we're not being told the whole story of that. Absolutely not. It, it, it kind of died down quickly, didn't it? It, it, it sort of is gone. Mm -hmm. That stuff. It, it did. It died down incredibly quickly, and it's kind of like off. Where are the people being interviewed about it? You know, I didn't see any of those. No, it none was... of it's being posted to social media anymore. Right. It's. Yeah, I'm not going to be going to any concerts, big group gatherings, or anything uh, anytime soon. Me so either. Maybe the furry festival. <laughs> the furry festival. I like to go to the furry festival. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dress up as a chickmunk. Uh, Florida <laughs> officials look into allegations of ballot harvesting operation at the Democrat blows whistle. We heard about this um, the last few weeks. This is of the Democratic congressional candidate who came out and blew the whistle on a ballot harvesting operation within the inner cities. Um, she says it's been going on for decades that these people who are Democrat operatives come in and threaten the lives of people and then give them $10 for their ballots, take their ballots, and oh, yeah. they basically fudge the numbers. And she called them out on it because I think she realized she was going to lose, <laughs> that she wasn't the selected candidate and was like, forget this. And uh, so now yeah. the state of Florida is actually investigating it, which is awesome. Ballot soliciting. It's very common in some communities. Yep. It's the norm. The most outrageous health strategy cover story we've seen yet from the COVID vaccine propaganda press. All right. So let's listen to this one. Just when the truth readers thought the excuses could not get any worse for the vaccine industrial covering in vaccine industrial complex covering the Fauci flu jab injuries and deaths comes the absolute worst cover story to date. Commercial airline pilots and navigators are dropping dead like flies just after getting injected with millions of toxic spike prions for COVID. And the airline industry is running their fake news cover stories that are so far from believable, they just might convince the populace to nod their heads. Most pilots are in top shape and must pass rigorous physical exercises. Regularly, 
They stay licensed to fly, but after the Fauci flu clot shot, the likelihood of suffering from myocarditis, pericarditis, clots, heart attacks, and strokes goes way up. But the airline industry is obviously running cover for these sudden deaths by pilots, citing the worst excuse for pilots dying unexpectedly and unexplainably, and that excuse is, wait for it, cosmic radiation. Wow. Cosmic radiation from space is constantly hitting Earth, coming from the sun and other stars in a constant stream. Astronauts get radiation sickness and are susceptible to lifetime risk of cancer and nervous system dysfunction. U.S. commercial pilots and flight crews are also at an increased risk for specific cancers, but more studies are needed to determine those risk factors. Cosmic radiation has never been known to kill someone out of the blue, well, until the COVID shots began being injected into pilots. Now, suddenly, cosmic ionizing radiation is a serial killer based on questionnaire data gathered in 51 male faculty at some university somewhere. Commercial pilots dialing suddenly mid-flight now blamed on cosmic radiation and magnetic fields generated by the aircraft's electrical systems. Wow. And you thought you've heard it all. Yeah, they love to find something where they could just put a blanket over everybody and say... Were you exposed by any chance, possibly somehow, to cosmic radiation? Yep. And then, well, how many how many famous people are dying of of uh, of this? A lot. Well, how about this one right here? This is in Colorado. Top Republican Hugh McKean. This is the Senate the the Congress uh, the Senate the House Majority minor, Minority Leader here in Colorado. Passes away. What does it say? Unexpectedly overnight. And what did he die? McKean died of a heart attack. Suddenly and expectedly. 55 year old. And guess what? He was up for re-election. That's huge in Colorado, I'm telling you. Well, you know, maybe he took a flight recently or one of my favorites. <laughs> Got a songs. dose of cosmic radiation. <laughs> Dude, it's such bullshit. This is like the same people who write the climate change data yeah. articles and studies. Uh, my favorite one is if you pick your nose, you could be susceptible to um, Alzheimer's and whatnot. Really? That's what they said. And I was it's like, crazy. Oh, no. yeah. So everybody who picks their nose, if you have it, they're going to be like, well, did you ever pick, pick, did they ever pick their nose? Or, you know, of course they did. And they're going to blame <laughs> it on that. Oh, gosh. So the NIH website, this is awesome. COVID-19 treatment guidelines.nih.gov. Antiviral therapies. This section summarizes the data on ritonavir, boosted nirametolovir, remdesivir, and other antiviral medications. What what's ones that you notice on there? Ivermectin. Uh, These are treatments, COVID nineteen treatment guidelines, and now they've added ivermectin to this. Well, the problem with ivermectin as a prophylactic and uh, is that it works. Help. It, it doesn't have enough side effects. <laughs> it doesn't kill the patient. Jeez. <laughs> it's not expensive enough. It's supposed to kill them, man. Yeah. They'd much rather sell you uh, Paxlovid or uh, coffins. This isn't a popularity contest. This is a depopularity contest. <laughs> Jeez, dude. This medical stuff and this fake news and fake science being pushed by authorities uh -huh. is extremely dangerous because there's still gullible people out there that look at this and say oh the NIH and oh well I mean this is actually true that ivermectin's on there that's great but um, everything else I'm talking about everything it's so bad I can't believe it I can't believe it's happening I, I so agree much. it's getting really bad and they're advertising more and more every day so 
Um, these people that are the government spending tax dollars to advertise for depopulation. This is just absolutely absurd, and I can't believe it. But <sighs> yeah, I think they're scared shitless, though. They're pushing forward with their plans. Like I think they are scared. Crazy. It's panic in DC, panic in the UK, panic in the globalist state, man. Um, breaking news this was earlier today, as ordered by a federal judge, Ken. Federal Judge Kenneth Hoyt, U.S. Marshals have taken into custody true the votes Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips for contempt of court due to their refusal to release the name of a confident informant um, connected to the um, connect Eugene Yu. So they uh, basically their pit um, event that they had in August. Yeah, was uh, basically all the breaking information on um, connect. That led to the arrest of Eugene Yu, which obviously the Democrats were pissed off about uh, because Eugene Yu was selling personal private data of uh, of voter rolls to China. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're the ones that broke it. And the judge said, you need to release your confidential informant's name. And I said, no. What's the, the confidential informant for a reason? But obviously this Democrat-appointed judge wanted to know who did it, and that person most likely will probably disappear. I mean, they're not okay if we just tell them it's somebody familiar with the matter? No. Yeah, they, they don't care. They wanted to know. And that's how that's how bad our justice system really is. <clears throat> now, do you remember when we were talking about Putin's speech and he said that, he, uh, that the U.S. planned to do preemptive strikes on their missile bases in Russia? Yes, that they were cruising up next to the border with troops and had already crossed the line. Right, and and that it seemed Putin was having some type of inside information, that he had spies within the intelligence community. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out that um, the prime minister of the UK's phone was actually being hacked. <laughs> Liz Truss's phone hacked by Putin's spies in search for embarrassing secret information. And so this is... Absolutely Surprise. crazy. So we got to assume that all the previous prime ministers as well, phones were hacked. And I guess Liz Truss was um, utilizing her personal iPhone to send information and communicate with these people. Smart. Oh, yeah. Real smart. And Putin was just listening and got it. Oh, I mean, getting a hammer from Hillary at this point is a little bit too late. Yeah. Give him the hammer. <laughs> smash the devices so this weekend we all heard about paul pelosi um getting attacked and hit with a hammer and we're like oh no i bet you they're gonna blame this on MAGA and QAnon." and sure enough they blamed it on MAGA and QAnon. yeah like one hour later like an hour later right <laughs> it, it turns out that the websites that were blaming it on MAGA and QAnon um were created an hour after the event and were taken down a day later. And that his Facebook feed and all those posts, you can't even see them to validate any of that information is correct because they're suspended and taken down by Facebook. Mm. And so the website was basically utilizing screenshots of his Facebook and his Twitter. But those websites are not taken offline. And they were created that day of, which means that this is a smear campaign. Now, who was David DePape? Oh boy, this is where it gets good. So, the pape lived with a notorious local nudist in Berkeley in a Berkeley home, complete with a Black Lives Matter sign in the window 
in an LGBTQ rainbow flag and blazoned with a marijuana symbol hanging from a tree. Um, the closer look reveals characteristics of a homeless encampment with what Europeans called an open drug scene in the driveway. There is a broken down camper van on the street, a yellow school bus, which neighbors said to pay occasionally stayed in. Both are filled with garbage, uh, typical of such structures and homeless encampments. People come and go from the house and the vehicles, neighbors say, in, in part to partake in the use of potent psychedelic drugs. Um, Ibogaine. Neighbors described a pape as a homeless addict with politics that was, until recently, left-wing, but of secondary importance to his psychotic and paranoid behavior. Um, what I know about the family is that they're very radical activists, said one of the pape's neighbors, a woman who only gave her first name Trish. They seem very left. They are all about Black Lives Matter movement, gay pride, but they're very detached from reality. They have called the cops on several of their neighbors, including us, claiming that we are plotting against them. It's really weird to see that they are willing to be so aggressive towards somebody else who is also a lefty. Well, see, the problem is, is the story doesn't add up. Firstly, the police on scene over public broadcast reported that a third person is the one that let the police in the door. The police were called on a health and comfort check. Somebody called to go check up on Paul. So they didn't go there for a DD, a domestic violence or disturbance. Right. They went there to check up on Paul. Okay? So those are two interesting facts. The back window was broken from the inside out because yeah. the wind, the glass shattered is outward, not inward. Yeah. Um, and Pelosi's skull was broken from the outside in. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Paul Pelosi, when he was talking <laughs> with the police, said that we don't know who he is. His name's David. He is a friend. Yes, we don't know who he is. His name's David. He is a friend. Okay? And this guy and Paul Pelosi were apparently both in their underwear when police arrived, wrestling. Okay? Paul Pelosi apparently went to the bathroom and came back. Okay? Paul Pelosi was the one with the hammer. This guy took the hammer from Paul Pelosi and smacked Paul in the head with it. Do you want to know what I think happened here? They weren't wrestling... This is what I think happened. Right, I think somebody anonymously called the police for a health and comfort check on Paul Pelosi after they saw him leave a bar or a club with this gay prostitute. Oh, genius. Okay. They wait 30, 40 minutes. They call the police for a health and comfort check on Paul Pelosi. Okay. Fine. Also, by the way, how did David DePape get through Nancy Pelosi and Paul Pelosi's security system, security guards, and get entrance into the house? Doesn't make sense. So the police show up and they look through the window and see a struggle. A it wasn't struggle. a struggle. Paul just liked to lure up. Yikes. And so they go in there, and I think what happened is, is Paul and David realized the police were coming. David knows who Paul is, realizes that, oh, shit, this is a big scandal for the left. Paul's like, hit me with a hammer. You're going to go down for this, but we'll take care of it. He hits Paul with a hammer, takes the blame for it, follows the narrative, the cover for Paul. I believe that. You know why? Did you? I saw this just before the show. Uh, the... Dude who hammered, what's his name? DePape? DePape? DePape, yeah. DePape 
allegedly I was reading he put out an, a signed affidavit um swearing that he wanted to kill Pelosi. He wanted to he wanted to hit her take her kneecaps out with the hammer. So it's weird that they put this uh signed affidavit out. The problem is with the hammer is that when the police came, Paul Pelosi was holding the hammer. It was Paul Pelosi's hammer from inside his house. DePape took the hammer from Paul and smacked him with it. Why? Because when they realized from security that the police were there, Paul went and grabbed a hammer and said, you're going to have to hit me with this and make this look like a break-in. When the police entered, he grabbed the hammer and hit Paul. That's why he grabbed the hammer and hit Paul. And I think that the third person, do you want to know who I think the third person was? Who? Nancy. Hence why, where's Nancy? She disappeared. She disappeared when the police got there. She lets the police in. Please go take care of this. I'm getting out of here because obviously I'm the Speaker of the House. I think it was Nancy. I don't know. Nancy in the the entryway. If Nancy was there during that time, it ruins the story. Because why was he attacking Paul if Nancy was there? Here's the thing. There, there's a recording of uh, Paul Pelosi mm-hmm. calling the police. Isn't there? No, that's a police officer reporting from the scene. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. Where he says that a He's third person re- let me in. Right. Okay, you're right. You're absolutely right. Okay. Yeah, dude, your theory makes sense. A, a lot of sense. And of apparently, it. according to... um. Uh, man, I'm going to forget his name on Twitter, but uh, he's a former New York City police chief. And he's very well connected with the police department. And he goes, okay. many from the San Francisco PD who responded to the call oh, yeah. are talking. Directly and saying me. they're laughing at the situation. And they can't believe that they're covering this up. And so I think we're going to have some whistleblowers. Wait till that body cam footage gets released. Oh, by the way. The San Francisco PD has turned it all over to the feds, the Secret Service. So none of this will ever be released. What? Yep. Like the body cam footage? Everything. All evidence, everything has been turned over to the feds. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're going to do with used condoms and blown carpets. Dude, if they cover this up, that's just insane. It's quite obvious. Well, listen to this one. Exclusive. The monster in him was always too strong. Daughter of Paul Pelosi attacker reveals he sexually abused her and her brothers before their mom kicked him out. The latest violence is a surprise because he is very consumed by darkness. Oh, my goodness. This guy is just a sicko. But yeah. Uh, How do you how do you get into the six million dollar house? You were invited. Yeah, that's how you get into the six million dollar house. Massive Democrat bot farms revealed influencing elections, war, and racial tensions. 51 billion social media impressions since 2019. They're gearing up for November and 2024 Blue Crew and Demcast. This is uh, Demcast is a nonprofit organization utilizing social media to push left wing narratives online through tens of thousands of accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, garnering an estimation of over 50 billion impressions since 2019. Demcast aims at manipulating public opinion surrounding the topics of COVID, war with Russia, January 6th, and swaying local elections throughout all 50 states. And they are using bots. Now, what does this remind you of? This reminds you of 
um, defeating Disinfo, which was headed by former General McChrystal, uh, that utilized DARPA artificial intelligence technology to link in the blue checkmark accounts and basically produce counter narratives to everything the right was saying or what the actual truth was and the counter narrative to what the Dems wanted. This is exactly what this is. And this is exactly what they're doing. They're just changing the names. And they are influencing the election illegally by doing this. Not good. No, that's a lot of that's a lot of posting. Yep. Um there's a few more stories, but uh it is getting that time. We got to uh skedaddle here. I gotta take my kids trick-or-treating. I'm going to go ahead and recognize all these good people here. Uh, Daisy Chains gifted a cookie. Thank you so much, Daisy Chains. PQuest gifted a can. Vader369 gifted a ship. Thank you so much, PQuest, Vader369, and Daisy Chains. Enlightened Science is celebrating two months substrate. Vader369 gifted four cookies. Thank you so much, Enlightened Science and Vader369. And Pablo Picasso gifted four cookies. Thank you guys all for those donations. Uh, we'll be back on our regular schedule tomorrow. Just uh, today's Halloween, so I got to take my kids trick-or-treating. That starts in seven minutes. Uh, thank you, Vince Tagliavia, for joining me. I hope you guys... I, I couldn't skip today. I know I said I wasn't going to be here today, but we decided to do the show a little bit earlier. But I couldn't skip today just because all this news is pretty crazy. Uh, from, yeah, and we'll be back at it tomorrow. I can't wait. Yep, tomorrow we're going to get more in-depth in this. Hopefully we have more information to share with you guys as well. So uh, much love, respect. God bless you guys, all of you out there. Have a great Halloween if you are celebrating. If you're not, I hope you have a great evening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Good night.